Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Anything Joe's, a collaborative journey through the world of G.I. Joe. My name is Greg Engel. And I'm Jaron Decker. And we'll be your host today. Today on Anything Joe's, we've got lots of new news to talk about. We're going to talk about Jaron's trip to Joe Fest 2021. And at the end of the show, if we have time, we're going to do some recent acquisitions. Uh, well, let's do the news first, because I have no idea how many questions I'm going to have for you about Joe Fest. <laughs> So we're a little late to this, but the Hasbro Pulse released uh, three new figures for the Classified series. They just happened to come out kind of on our off week, and so we're going to play a little catch-up. G.I. Joe Classified series Alvin Breaker Kenny with Ram Cycle. So before we get into the individual figures, I want to talk about the reveals in general, and I also want to talk about how the availability issues yeah these dang target pre-orders so um first of all i want to say how shocking it was that of the three figures they announced we really only had heard buzz about one of them and that was barbecue so that one wasn't a surprise but this one definitely was not only did they show a vehicle that's a stamp i mean like this is a staple of most gi joe collectors and Mm -hmm. And, and I love the ramp cycle. I have multiple ramp cycles that have been released over the years. And I like the uh, the look of this one. Like, they kind of have captured everything that kind of makes it. I mean, there's not a lot of defining characteristics of the ramp cycle. But certainly the little sidecar Gatling gun is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. But getting a breaker figure is absolutely was not even remotely on my radar. Because the original 13 have such a i don't want to say generic but like uniform look right they all kind Mm -hmm. of wear the military green and they all have kind of a a very similar style so coming so picking breaker i thought was a was a uh, brave decision on their part to put out somebody that i mean we it doesn't get a lot of like love in the gi joe universe in terms of figure releases and I, I mean, I love it. Of course, I love it. It looks great. And Breaker's a great figure. They didn't break the mold. You know what I mean? Like they took what worked and kept it. His uniform mm-hmm. is not the, exactly the same, but it is still kind of a, a tried and true military green. He's got some like pouches on the front. They've integrated like that, his like backpack and headphone stuff, and they've kind of moved it all into his helmet which makes sense because as we've been rereading the old issues of the comic it's almost kind of like a punchline how out of date you know technology is for them in the 80s so him lugging around some huge teleconference box on his back (laughs) doesn't really make a lot of sense by today's standards so i don't have any issue with them like modernizing that i think the helmet looks good I think the figure looks good. They gave him his beard, and that's something that's kind of on again, off again, depending on which version of Breaker you see. Um, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Uh, I think he looks good. He's an easy figure. My, uh, I think that this figure also opens the door for lots of other OG 13 figures because mm-hmm. they're going to use, they'll be able to reuse so much of this molding for so many of those figures. Yeah, which is great. I'm all for it. I mean, there are figures that have not had a re-release since so long that uh, putting them in the classified line would be a huge win. Yeah, I mean, really, all you have to do is you just change kind of the like the web gear, like the overlay. You can keep the base body the same. Yeah, I mean, it's an incredibly simple formula. 
And maybe that's why they chose it because they were like, we can get so much more usage out of this tooling. And I have no issues with that. I mean, like, bring it on as far as I'm concerned. The only thing this figure is missing, in my opinion, is some bubble gum. <laughs> and it, I mean, also, I would have maybe liked to have had an alternate head where he doesn't have a beard. The original figure, I'm well, the original figure does, but in the comic book, he's never had a beard to, that I can remember. So it would have been nice to have a little, maybe. I don't know. I guess that's a customizer's dream right there. Is they can just <laughs> mock it up, and then the Ram cycle I think is great. It's not. Uh, it's not too high tech. It kind of stands in line with normal technology. The removable Gatling gun part is not really something that does it for me, but I guess it's nice to have that option, as long as it doesn't affect the stability of it on the Ram cycle. Then I mean, I guess that was a cool idea, a for effort. Yeah. Uh, I think this figure is great, and I'm, I'm very, very excited for it. What's uh, what's your takeaway on on old Breakier? Yeah, I love it. I mean, like you said, this should, in theory, give us a lot of members of the original thirteen. Um, I mean, I could see, honest, if if they were, if it was me, if I had any say, like I would start releasing green shirts, like how they do on Pulse with the. There's a, I think it's an AIM soldier from Marvel Legends, $15. It's a base body with a couple different heads and weapons. Like you could do that with this mold. Give us this green, give us a green shirt, take the, maybe the webbing off and just make it a army builder. Uh, the, the Ram looks amazing. Uh, you know, like it's, it's one of the, one of my favorite vehicles from the original line. Like I love my little Ram, uh, and it looks faithful to it, but not, it's not a carbon copy. They weren't. You know, you can see the inspiration, but they didn't just copy it. I'm on the same page as you. I don't really, I'm never going to remove that gun from the side, at least not for breaker. I'm not going to give it to him. The only thing I would have liked to see is maybe a sidearm. I think it'd be cool to give him like a, give him like a holster, kind of like Duke has, put it on his thigh, give him a sidearm. That's, that's really the only thing I would say to add, which I'll just do with one of my extras. It's funny because the original Breaker is also the only original figure that doesn't come with that didn't come with a weapon, so hmm. they almost like were a little too uh, on the nose with that. But, <laughs> um, but and although Breaker didn't come with the Ram Cycle on the box art, he is pictured on the Ram Cycle. Like if you bought it individually, that was the character that was with it. They did their hmm. homework on this, and I, I think I appreciate that. This is a good figure. I mean, I don't have to. I don't think we have to go into great detail about it because so many other people have covered it so more extensively mm-hmm. than we have. But I, I'm I'm here for it. I think it's going to be great out of the box, and I can't wait to get it. Now I got a random cr- question for you, Greg. Okay. What do you think will be the next Joe character that doesn't have the rolled up sleeves? <sighs> Duke's got it. Flint's got it. Breaker's got it. Like, other than Snake Eyes and Beachhead, Stalker, Stalker probably. Yeah. You could reuse that like turtleneck sweater vibe from one of the mini Snake Eyes molds. And just put like some a camo pattern on it, and it'd be pretty easy, I think. Yeah, I mean, barbecue doesn't use them, but it wouldn't make sense for barbecue. <laughs> like if it's a if it's a character that's not wearing a full suit, he's gonna have the rolled up arms. Just gonna be a staple. Let's tra- use that as a transition to talk about old barbecue. So barbecue's been kind of in the rumor mill for quite a while. And uh, I think we all knew this was coming eventually, as preposterous as that seemed. Because Barbecue is kind of a, I mean, I don't want to say a C-lister, because he was used in the cartoon quite a bit. But 
he's a firefighter and that's such a specific <laughs> like, like that's such a specific uh i guess military specialty that it's an unusual he's an unusual character and especially to see i mean like we're still pretty early on so seeing him this early on is kind of surprising to me having said that this is a, an extremely well done figure he comes with i mean he's got all of his accessories I know you love that he can store everything that he carries with mm-hmm. him. Um, the backpack looks exactly like his backpack. The original figure came with an axe, and so does this one. The mold itself is pretty much spot on. He's got like a cool little hose that connects to the backpack. It's, I mean, it's a great figure. Barbecue is not a figure that was high on my demand list. I don't know if it was high on anybody's demand list. But <laughs> this is, again, a figure that has not been remade in a very, very long time. So I do like that part of it like the fact that they're just kind of pulling from the the obscure roster is is good this and it's like i said it's a good mold it's got great accessories uh again i only have one real complaint and that is that the helmet is non-removable they didn't make an alternate head with his actual face and the original ones the barbecues never had a figure where whether it's just his regular head mold and but in the cartoon he would take his helmet off all the time so we kind of had an idea of what we think he would look like under that so again mm-hmm. i would have liked to have seen either a removable helmet or an alternate head with this uh but a minor complaint it's a i mean this is a good figure what's uh what do you think about this guy? this is a weird one yeah i don't have any barbecue figure um so this will this will be my first unless i go in and try to find one before uh before he come he comes back out uh funny note he's still available per pre-order currently on online that's crazy that is very wild and i guess that's a good transition to talk about the how the pre-order process went this time probably the smoothest most efficient pre-orders i've ever experienced through target it was i woke up late maybe like an hour after the egg on live had no problems getting my one each uh was stunned to say the least yeah i uh i was on there right at noon or one or whatever it was and i was like messaging you <laughs> i probably messaged you like 10 times i tried to call you Greg, <laughs> Greg, hurry up! i actually created a separate account to get two just so that i was like okay well maybe maybe they won't cancel it maybe they won't <laughs> find out it's me uh and then I went back and canceled it afterwards because I was like, well, it's fine. And Greg got his, so I don't want to risk them canceling mine. I even sent him a message. I was like, hey, I made this, you know, my wife picked these up. I got them. I need to cancel one because I don't actually need two. She didn't think I was going to get them. You know, made this whole story up where I was like, just don't cancel <laughs> the one that I have, please. Um, and it was, it was, it was like, I was like stressed out for the first like 10 minutes and then they were still up and I was like, oh, okay. And then, you know, an hour later you were like, hey, I got them. Yeah, shocking. Shocking that some of it is still available. So they either are doing an open pre-order on this, which means they'll make they'll make to order. They see they know how many they need and they'll mm-hmm. make an appropriate amount. Or Target has upped their order uh, substantially to accommodate for the growing demand that we've you know been dealing with for quite a while now. So kudos, man. Great. Yeah, I mean it was. Other than my stress, which was unwarranted, it was a painless situation. 
they the reaction to the major blood fiasco at, you know has pretty much been squashed now because the restock of that figure has been uh, insane like they it is an extremely accessible figure now finally and, and can i just say that i love how they did that like they let people go crazy on scalping and then like i mean it sucks for the people that did pay that much like i'm you know I was in that boat. I paid too much for for one because I wanted to make sure that we hit, we both had one. I did too. Um, but I'm I'm okay with that. Like it happened. I paid that much. It's on me. But like I love that there's a bunch of people sitting on a bunch of them that they thought they were going to make a bunch of money on. Yeah, yeah. I think it's great. Um, the third figure re- revealed by Hasbro Pulse was a Amazon exclusive. It's another roadblock. It's the <laughs> not even the only roadblock we'll be talking about today. Um, it's the heavy artillery roadblock, and this roadblock is a more faithful uh, version of the V1 roadblock. He has like the tank top with the military camo, the brown pants, the helmet. He actually has a real gun, which more is more like uh, it's more faithful to the original model. It's not exactly the Mahdi's, but it's still uh, definitely a step closer. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's the gun from the Ram cycle is what it looks like. It is, uh, but it's still a little bit closer to home than what we had been getting prior. Oh, uh, yeah. Looking, I'm eyeballing to the side the stupid laser gun that he came with originally. It is kind of a shame that this version came out so late compared to the other two because this i feel like is like the real the true like faithful adaptation of roadblock like the version that we really really wanted um but no hard feelings like i guess it's better i mean better to get this one eventually than never right yeah i'm i'm gonna this probably isn't popular but i actually like the version 2 or 1.5 release of roadblock more than this one. Oh really i like the coloring like i took him with me on vacation i took him and duke him duke and two vipers and i was gonna i was planning on taking a bunch of pictures didn't happen but i took him with me and like i just love this design but i don't have the nostalgia i don't have that connection with the original design of roadblock for me this is the fate my favorite design that we have mm-hmm. i like the new one don't get me wrong i think it's cool but and i'm gonna buy it but i uh i don't need it like i would have been happy with this looking back on the original roadblock uh you know this road the, the original roadblock is more like a v2 roadblock because he has that green vest mm-hmm. so it's not even really like outside i mean it's still not really a modernization in the sense that it's still based off an existing figure but I like the head mold on this new one better, and I like that they got rid of his tattoo. I don't mind the tattoo, but I like having the option now between having mm-hmm. a version that has it and a version that doesn't. I think this is, I mean, it's a good figure. And, you know, this roadblock is out of stock currently, but the pre order window for it, much like the Storm Shadow, was open for a pretty generous amount of time overall. I don't think this would be hard to get if you were, like, really paying attention. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll have probably have stronger feelings when I see this out of the box, but I, I'm I'm happy with this figure. I am definitely getting worn out from roadblocks, and I hope this is the last one we see for a while. I will say you have to give credit to Hasbro. They, I mean, 
this to me is like they're big like hey look guys we understand this is what you want like there's get it out of the way they can't do anything about taking away the the, the exclusives exclusives are going to happen with the line it's just going to happen it stinks they may, they were hard to get but hey at least they're listening and they're making it a lot easier the target exclusives were a lot were were crazy easy like i said barbecue's still up breaker went up again just a couple days ago it was open for a while if you were really trying to get it and you were available now if you were working it was harder but if you were available you could get it the prices on these will be lower on the second hand because they're more readily available they'll probably restock on it but the amazon one was open for a while like they're doing a way better job now they're doing a, i would say they're doing a good job on it now giving us figures but they listened to us now yeah it was another roadblock that sucks that's our fourth roadblock now they could have just named one of the other ones make the cobra island not a roadblock and we would have been feeling a lot better yeah i think i think the popular opinion is that the cobra island one is is heavy metal like that's heavy uh, duty heavy duty right? my bad yeah, yeah, but yeah, you're you're right. It's it's a little much. You know, I said three figures, and I completely blanked that there was a fourth figure announced and released, and that's of course Snake Eyes and Timber. So speaking of figures that we're getting a whole bunch of, <laughs> this is a little different than Roblox because it's kind of par for the course to get uh, many, many, many Snake Eyes releases. And this Snake Eyes is, I won't say substantially different, but this is the 100 percent up and down Commando Snake Eyes, mm-hmm. the non ninja version. Uh, and the face mask gives that away because there's, I mean, that's pretty strictly how he looks when he's like that. And I think that this figure looks very good. Uh, he has a lot of web gear on, which I guess is kind of part of his like commando motif. I could probably do without that, but the weapons are like, it's got his classic Uzi. Um, there's a shot where the clip is removable, which I think is real cool. It's a little bit leaning more into like how Marauders task force weapons work. I think most people are kind of looking away at Snake Eyes and we're all kind of laser focused on Timber because mm-hmm. we all wanted a Timber and I don't think we expected to get one like this and because this Timber is so articulated and so detailed. Um, I mean, right down to the paws with an interchangeable head, like what a great, what a great looking little <laughs> what a great looking little doggy. Um, <laughs> just the posability with it is tremendous. The shot where he's like, they're like, he's kneeled down and Timber's beside him looking kind of peaceful. And then you can click a couple pictures over and he's like got his, baring his teeth and his paws like articulated right at the, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. like a great, it's a really, really well done Timber. Uh, coming off of, I mean, like, you know, the you know the original timber is one solid piece doesn't move at all so we've come a long way from those days yeah it uh it's 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 cool to see um in it looks like to me and i think a couple other people had mentioned it that they're using the mold from the dungeons and dragons dritzt and uh, guinevere i think is what it is is how you say it i've heard something similar um but I actually have that figure. It should be coming in soon, hopefully. I pre-ordered it forever ago, and it's just taken forever to come in. It looks like that, so I might do a quick breakdown of that articulation. Mm-hmm. Because it looks identical to it. So we'll kind of know what to expect when it comes so, in. So, yeah. So that's my goal if this thing ever comes in, because I'm excited for it. 
Um, but it's, it's a, I've heard nothing but great things about that mold, that figure, that, you know, that animal mold. Plus it's going to give us, you know, it's a base that we can use for, you know, uh, law and order. We could get one of him. It might be a little big for a junkyard for mutton junkyard, but I don't know. You could pull off a spearhead max probably even with this, uh, even though that's a not, that's like a bobcat, I think, but mm -hmm. you could still do it with probably some minor retooling if you really wanted to. And this yeah. figure is the only figure that's like wide release. You can get it right now on Big Bad Toy Store or any of the other numerous retailers that are going to be supplying it. And I like that they kitted this guy out. Like he's, I mean, he's a little buffer. He's the commando one. He's using a lot of the same stuff that uh, Beachhead used. So if you have a Beachhead and you want to know what the snake eyes is going to be like, get your Beachhead out. That's going to be what he what he moves and looks like. But he's got a pistol, he's got his Uzi, he's got what looks like a like a smaller SMG, and then a uh, like an assault rifle. His knife looks like it fits in the sheath, which will be good. He's got the silencer that the deluxe version had that looks to go on to either the pistol or the Uzi. And then the... I know that the, the submachine gun, but I think the assault rifle as well, both have removable mags. The submachine gun def definitely does. The submachine gun does. Mm -hmm. I think the assault rifle does, because there's a picture of him doing it with the submachine gun. Uh, but then it looks like they also have the effect plugs on the end of the submachine gun and the assault rifle. So you can put in those small little effects. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, overall, this has been a pretty much a, as good as it could get. Like, I think they're... They, they're four for four on this release it says on big bad that's supposed to come out in july yep july of 2021 is the listing on it so any day now maybe yeah. that'll come in before my freaking <laughs> dungeons and dragons figure <laughs> yeah i'm looking forward to seeing that in hand and uh, we'll definitely do an unboxing of it and take a look at it a little closer when it comes in so those are the new all the hasbro pulse figures that were revealed and they're coming to us soon. And if you haven't pre-ordered it, guess what? You can probably still get in and get some of them, which is not something I get to say very often. G.I. <laughs> Joe Dead Game, one-sixth figure. I almost didn't even consider this news. <laughs> so You don't add a little Deadpool to your... <laughs> to your G.I. Joe podcast? <sighs> so, 3-0. Nothing against 3-0. They released a 1-6 scale collectible Snake Eyes, and which is a pretty solid figure from what I understand. I haven't seen it in hand, but it looks pretty good. This figure was originally mistaken as the G.I. Joe Origins Snake Eyes movie figure when it was first revealed. And then later, 3-0 came out and said, now nah, we're just doing a Snake Eyes. Everybody don't sweat it. Anyway, they released news that they are making a variant of that exact figure, and it is uh, redesigned to look like Snake Eyes from the extremely popular Rob Blaffeld Snake Eyes Dead Game comic from IDW Publishing. If you're not familiar with the Rob Blaffeld Snake Eyes Dead Game comic from IDW Publishing, you're very lucky because it's very bad. And I think <laughs> most hardcore fans would agree with that, unless you're just a really big Rob Blaffeld fan or a really new snake eyes fan <laughs> you uh probably are not 
souped up over this. But anyway, it's a variation on Snake Eyes' outfit. He reels it in the comic. He I, there's no there doesn't seem to be any real reasoning to why he has a red outfit. He just is revealed in a red outfit at a certain point in the story. This is not the first time that Snake Eyes has actually had a red outfit. I can think of two other instances right off the top of my head. Um, in G.I. Joe, America's Elite, I think it's number 11, which is from when Image was publishing it. He gets killed, and they bring him back from the dead. The Red Shadow, not the Red Shadows, the Red Ninjas bring him back from the dead, and he wears a red outfit in that. And he's kind of like... Uh, he's been kind of like reprogrammed by them. So he's like works for the red ninjas for a short story arc. Uh, more recently, um, he was in, um, what's the name of that? Uh, G.I. Joe Sierra Muerte, uh, by Michael Fife. And that is not exactly the same as this because that outfit was like part latex and part tech. Uh, it has like a, it had a coding on it that was supposed to bounce signals that scramble security. So he would be invisible to a security system. That was just an original creation by him. So, I mean, I guess if you really like this figure but really hate Rob Liefeld, uh, <laughs> which I think a Venn, the Venn diagram is pretty large there, uh, you could potentially reference either one of those two events as well. I can't really even afford the regular Snake Eyes 1-6 scale figure, and I do want it maybe down the road. I'll pick it up, but I don't foresee me ever getting this variant. And that's talk you're talking to somebody that buys a lot of G.I. Joe stuff. I just can't justify getting this. What's what are you what are your thoughts on this? I'm kinda in the same boat. I I already collect regular scale, I collect one twelfth scale. I don't want to start getting into one sixth scale, especially as a Star Wars collector as well. There's a lot of one sixth stuff that I would then be tempted to start getting into. Um plus I don't I don't know anything about the story, so I guess I'm one of the lucky ones. But I don't like the design. I don't like the red. I think it accentuates bad parts of the design, and and it doesn't really show any good parts, really. It just looks a little weird. Like, because of the red, you notice a lot of the, like, why is there a random strap on his wrist? Why is there, a, you know, why is there nothing on one arm, but he has a gauntlet on one arm? Like, all these things that when it's black, it kind of all fits seamlessly and looks really good together. When it's red, it just looks weird. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not, no offense to the people working on it or anything. It's just, it's, I'm not in the group that's going to get it. Yeah. It's $150 is a lot to pay for a variation of a figure. Um, so it definitely is a pass for me. Like I said, I almost didn't even report on it because I was like, eh. but, um, <laughs> Are you getting the the regular version? I uh, we'll see how things look post Kentuckyana, mm. and I yeah I think I might like to add it to my collection if it's still available down the road. Maybe later this year, I would consider picking it up. But for the foreseeable future, I'm probably gonna take a pass. Uh, there's just so much other there's just so much other stuff I got to pick up right now. Like it's not exactly off season for collectors, so <laughs> we'll see what my funds look like in a couple of months. Yeah, it's 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 tough right now. I mean, I I've got to kind of replenish the coffers after uh, GI Joe Fest and Disney World. Forever Clever releases GI Joe construction sets. So if you haven't seen these yet. 
basically Forever Clever is making a. I mean, there's no there's no other way to say it. They're making Legos, everybody. They're called, mm. they're like they just can't <laughs> use the word Legos. Um, these started showing up online because somebody found them at a Tuesday morning, which is kind of like a Big Lots or a like a secondhand discount store. I don't know how to accurately describe those types of places. Dollar General kind of comes to mind also, mm-hmm. and they have basic sets, mega sets, large vehicles. So Forever Clever started, I put out like a, not a press release, but they started responding to people that were uh, inquiring about this line specifically. And it looks like this line is going to maybe start it out at stores like that, but has, will be available in a little bit more wide scale uh, as time progresses, specifically listing that they'll be on Amazon at some point, which I know will be a bigger deal for everybody. So these are... It's really hard to tell until you have one in hand, which I don't, unfortunately, at this point. But if you if you remember when Creo was doing basically this exact same thing, these look not quite identical, but extremely close in terms of scale and design to the Creo Lego G.I. Joe mm-hmm. stuff that came out. And so let's take a quick look at what they got. So you got your basic vehicle assortment, which is... Storm Shadow with the Cobra Ferret, Cobra Commander with a Fangcopter, and Snake Eyes with the Speed Cycle, which is nothing. That's never. That's nothing. They made that up. <laughs> <laughs> and these are super cheap. I think they're like under three ninety nine. Yeah, they're like they're like crazy. I mean, that's incredibly cheap. Even by I mean, like if you were comparing that to a Lego set, it's probably half or less. Honestly, I mean, heck, that would be that'd be at least probably twenty bucks. I would think. Because minifigures now are almost that much. Probably the minifigure blind boxes are five, four ninety nine or five ninety nine now. Yeah. Um, then you have the mega set assortment, which is they made a snow cat with snow job and then the driver. I don't know why they couldn't just put frostbite. Who is the driver of the snow cat? But okay, <laughs> uh, they made the. Here's another fictional vehicle: this surveillance patrol, which comes with not an all striker, despite what you might see on the front of that box. Um, so it's a, it l- looks like kind of a Jeep with a jar- large missile on the back. And it also has a motorcycle and it also has kind of a weird little plane looking thing that comes with snake eyes, Duke and captain, which again is basically looks just like Joe Colton could have just said Joe Colton, but hmm. that's a weird set. But I mean, they went out of the box with that. Maybe they don't have the rights to their names anymore. It's weird that they have some and not others, or they could yeah. just build an all striker. And yeah. then they have the Night Raven and Sky Striker two plane pack with G.I. Joe and Cobra pilots. And those are dramatically out of scale, if I'm looking at this correctly. Uh, that Sky Striker looks smaller than the little cheap thing. Um, <laughs> but again, I, until I see it out of the box, I might be speaking out of turn. Hey, I just want to say this might be the only way I would ever be able to afford a <laughs> flag. <laughs> a flag at this price at this price scale would probably be like fifty dollars. <laughs> then we have the then we have the large fe- vehicle assortment, which is the his tank with Cobra operator. They there's another Sky Striker with pilot. I don't know if that's the same build. And then the Ninja Commando 4x4 with Snake Eyes, which is an All-Striker. Um, <laughs> but it looks like it's based off the G.I. Joe Retaliation movie set. The G.I. Joe Retaliation movie set put out an All-Striker that was heavily branded with Snake Eyes logo. It came with the 
the rock as roadblock. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I know what you're talking about. And then there's a, a Cobra Rattler that's built individually. And it comes with Cobra Commander Destro and two Cobra pilots, which actually looks pretty cool. And at 244 pieces, probably is pretty close to like the scale mm-hmm. you know, that you would want it to be appropriate with. And then if you look at the... Uh, they have a little... Not a press release, but they put out a little... Uh, image that has kind of everything on it and they have two coming soon that are probably more exciting than anything else on here they have a mean dog pictured which i very much enjoy and they have a tomahawk pictured two great sets that didn't make it through the creo era and i would love to have these even if i didn't buy the rest mean dogs 205 pieces tomahawks 204 looks like the this image is kind of blurry but looks like the tomahawk comes with lifeline roadblock lift ticket yeah I, I i was reading something where it said that that's who they came with mean dog comes with wild card hardball not sure who that third person is maybe hit and run no maybe ripcord hardball oh it's a duke it's another duke i see it now yeah duke hardball and wild card okay great i want both of these tomahawk looks kind of weird now that i'm actually seeing the image of it like the what it actually looks like when it's assembled, but the mean dog is is on fire. The mean dog looks legit. Mm-hmm. Most of these are out now at <laughs> good luck. I get at random stores. If you have a store that sells <laughs> both furniture and soap, <laughs> it's probably a place. It's very likely an outlet for these lines. Um, I guess as we go as as their uh, distribution increases, we'll maybe be able to get our hands on these a little bit more. Uh, readily and I'm excited to at least get the uh, one of each and see what's what I have all of the Creo stuff uh, so I if they're truly compatible with those then I'm excited because I actually like those lines a lot Creo sets made a lot they put out a lot of minifigs and so it was easy to kind of build up a pretty cool little roster and they it didn't last a considerably long time but they made it far enough to build a terror drone as their biggest set, which, and it's awesome. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I look forward to seeing more on what's kind of happened with those. And again, at the price point that they're selling them for, even if they're just okay, I'm still pretty excited about it. I mean, honestly, if the minifigs are okay, you could almost justify it at the, that cheap price just to get the figures. Sure. Really? I mean, a three ninety nine figure with one is cheaper than you could buy a custom lego minifigure for or even if they had origin uh, officially released a lego minifigure it'd be still be this would still be cheaper yeah i totally agree with that i i'm i hope i don't find these in person because if if i do i'll probably end up buying all of them <laughs> hey you remember when i said i was tired of roadblocks yeah <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Mezco teases the second figure in their line of 112 collective G.I. Joe-based figures with Roadblock. This will follow the release of the first figure of Destro. Look for Roadblock to go up for pre-order. Well, it's already up, so I don't know. Tell me how it went, everybody. (laughs) It's going up sometime today as we're recording. So they don't have a lot of images of this um, because they're just teasing it. And they did the same thing with Destro, where we've learned a lot about what you actually get with that distro when the pre-order went live and this is no different this teaser is literally just a picture of him no weapons no accessories no nothing it's not even a full body picture either it's not even a full body picture 
So this is tricky because when a lot of times we talked about Destro, I talked about how I was it was if it was just going to be a one-off then i definitely wanted it but if it started opening up for a full line i was really going to have to think about how how willing i was going to be to start ponying up for figures on the regular and i certainly didn't expect them to announce another one this soon not on the not on the heels of everything else that we've just talked about i mean and just in the last you know month we've gotten overload of figures that are coming out so it's hard for me to really talk about this figure until i see the full assortment does he have an interchangeable head what kind of what does he come with his original gun his the promo picture doesn't really pay tribute to previous versions of roadblock that i've seen which isn't a deal breaker but would have been nice uh, but still my gut tells me that I'm probably going to want this figure when I see everything that comes with it. I don't know why they picked roadblock, but I don't know why they launched with Destro either. So I guess, mm-hmm. uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see what's, I know we had talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but what are your thoughts on this figure overall? I mean, Mezco does great work. They really do. If you haven't got your hands on a Mezco before, like, they're they're really cool, highly detailed, pretty good articulation. Like they're they're really nice. They're just so dang expensive. Now, if if this is if this follows the the other GI Joe stuff and it gets bought up like crazy and then it gets hard, it, it, they get expensive fast if you can't buy them mm-hmm. from you know the original outlet or Big Bad or anything. Um, as of right now, without seeing anything, I'm saying I'm not going to do it because I don't want to get risk falling into the entire line. But if they show off, you know, a mod deuce and like some really cool effects and things like that, then I might have to do it. But we'll just see. As of right now, I'm out. But by the time our next recording comes out, we'll see. Yeah, later today will be a pretty big deciding factor for what we're going to, if we're going to make a move on it or not, I think for both of us. Mm-hmm. But it was worth reporting on because it was uh, pretty unexpected news overall. Yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing is going to be when it comes out. If it comes out like next or like in the spring, then I might do it. Because that for me is like a little bit lighter time when I'm buying, it seems like. Mm-hmm. If it comes out in the summer any of any year, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it just because the Joe Fests and vacations and all that stuff, like it's, it's going to be harder. Diamond Select Snake Eyes Gallery Diorama. Giado's Silent Ninja Snake Eyes leaps from a snowy ledge in this all new PVC Diorama from Diamond Select. Flanked by his wolf companion Timber, Snake Eyes wields his trademark sword as he launches his sneak attack. Measuring approximately 11 inches tall, this Diorama features detailed sculpting and paint applications and comes packaged in a full color window box. So, this is kind of on the heels of that. They were, we talked about that Destro one where he's like running in the water and launching missiles out. And it's a good price point at fifty dollars. I don't think that's too outrageous for what they're look or what they're charge or what they've produced. Detail on it is very good. I am kind of new to the world of, of these types of things. They haven't made a lot of like statues or PVC type GI Joe stuff overall. A handful here and there that usually turn out pretty good, I'll admit. But this is the first time where I've kind of been in at the ground floor. And had the opportunity to really decide if this is stuff that I want. And of course, I do. <laughs> I do want it. I just 
it's an unusual undertaking for me to start picking up statues and things like this because I don't, other than those little minibus they put out a long time ago, I don't really have anything like this in my collection. But I really like this one, and again, I think the price point is pretty reasonable, so I'll probably, I'll probably pick this up and because it'll go with my Destro. What do you, what do you think about this guy? I think it looks really cool. I've, I used to buy statues a lot more. I've slowed down on it, but. I might have to pick one of these up. Is it is do you think he's supposed to be he's supposed to look like the older movies or am I just getting that vibe? I think this is just kind of their take on a version uh two snake eyes. They've combined okay. a couple of con- you know he's they've combined a couple of concepts cuz he's got the B2 visor but he's also wearing a lot kind of like the not body armor but the like sleeker leather material. But he does also have the snake eyes patch on his shoulder, which is is movie very movie centric, very newer snake eyes era. And the sword also has the little Arashikage logo right on the hilt, and that's something that is kind of a newer well, I say newer, but first movie era design. I just noticed his little Uzi on his back. Yeah, so cool. I don't know. I like this a lot. I mean it's, again it has great detail, so I'll pick it up and then, you know, if they keep making them i'll kind of determine on a case-by-case basis i don't want to buy a whole set you know i don't want to get into another series of things Mm -hmm. but i like this one enough that i think i can probably swing it yeah i'll uh i like the design this is one of those things that i'm once i re once i really do my displays and stuff like that and start getting that down uh, and see what kind of room i'm working with this might be one of those things that i go and i try to find but as of right now i'm not going to like order it or pre-order it or anything but if it's still available later i might get it okay yeah that sounds good i am looking forward to seeing this in person also i think that'll be a big factor if it displays well that goes a long way for me because i'm i have a long-term plan of having a bunch of like display cases ikea style that where i can put stuff like this and it'll be protected and just kind of makes an overall good appearance So let's get to the main event and let's talk a little bit about Jaren's magical trip to Joe Fest 2021. Man, I don't even really know where to start. So obviously, Jaren, this is your first Joe Fest Mm -hmm. and is only your second actual G.I. Joe convention of any sort, including Winterfest, right? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the atmosphere the attendance, the layout, your overall feeling about the show. So it was, first off, it was almost overwhelming. Not in a bad way. Like, it was nothing they did wrong. But, like, going from Winterfest, which is a smaller version of Kentuckiana, which Kentuckiana is a smaller version of Joe Fest. So going from Winterfest, which was a small, smaller show, but it was there was a lot of stuff. There was a whole lot of stuff there. So I hadn't. that was my first one going in. Uh, and then going into this, which is oh, just a whole heck of a lot bigger. I mean, it was it was giant. First off, the atmosphere was awesome. Everyone was so nice. Like, I did not see anyone there that was like, oh, man, they were kind of, wow, they were rude. Like, I asked for directions to get in. Dude that helped me was, like, one of the nicest guys to talk to. I was like, wow, this guy's awesome. Like, this is great. Like, this is, day is starting off great. Um, so, so got there Saturday morning. And I was going to go right in at open. And then my son, who I took with me, he is 11 months old. He 
had an accident and we had to change his entire clothing oh, man. right before going in. So that was like, that was my starting point. And I was like, gosh, dang it. So get in a little late and it was packed. I mean, it was absolutely packed. Everyone was everywhere. I mean, there was stuff set up in the hallway for like, there was a, a couple vendors in the hallway. It looked like, hmm. um, and then they had the, um, the finest was there. There were some vehicles outside, which are really cool. Uh, like military vehicles with guns on the back and stuff that I was like, Ooh, I kind of want to play in them, but didn't, I, I restrained myself. Uh, and then just going into the vendor hall was, it was awesome. So the first thing I did was I was like, I need to, I need to meet up with someone to get the lay of the land. Like I need to meet up with, I've only, I only know a couple people. So my first thing was like, got to find somebody that I know. So I was like, let's look for like Destro's toy den. Let's look for Roma. Let's look for, you know, the guys from order of battle and, and found Jason. Jason was sitting right next to, to Ron Rudat, like, or not sitting, like standing there next to Ron Rudat talking to uh, his wife actually. And they were talking and I was like, Hey, Hey Jason, how's it going? And he's like, Oh, Hey, you know, like it took a second. Cause it was, we, last time we saw each other, we both had masks on. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like, Oh, Hey, Hey, you know? And so we talked for a minute and I was like, Hey, just give me the lay of the land. Like what's going on? Where's everything? Where's, where's Todd with Destro? Where's Roma? Where's the Marauders booth? Cause that was the first booth that I wanted to go to. It was like, let's hit up Marauders. They have some exclusives. I knew you wanted them. I wanted some of them. Um, so I was like, I want to find that booth first. Um, so I got to talk to both the guys from, uh, from order of battle. Great dudes. Go give them a listen, follow them. They were like the sponsored podcast of the show. So he had like a boot, like a, like a table, cool t-shirts, really cool stickers. Like they went all out. They did great. They're awesome. Great people. Can't say enough good things about him. So he gave me the kind of the lay of the land, was showing me, okay, we'll go here for for Roma, go here for Destro's Toy Den, Marauders is over there. Give me the lay of the land. I was like, all right, cool. I'll catch back up with you. I'm going to go do some quick shopping. I didn't do quick shopping. It took me hours. <laughs> so uh, first thing I did was I went to the, the Marauders booth and, and bought some of those things, which they had a lot of stuff. They had, and it was actually some of the same guys from the Winterfest that were working the Marauders booth at this one. So did that and then just kind of meandered and wandered, but it was, it was really cool. Did you know what you were looking for going into Joe Fest? Like, did you have a list of most desirable things? I did. And I made it like the day prior. So I was like, ah, let's just, let me think about like some things that I want. I still have that list. (laughs) So I, my, my list was, uh, tripwire was the top of the list. Another tripwire. Well, I wanted a one in better condition. Oh, okay. The one that I had, the knees were loose, and it was a little bit. There was a little bit of discoloration on like his backpack and mines. Mm-hmm. Like it just didn't match up well. I was like, you know what? I can. It, he's not expensive. That's an easy one. I can set my. You know, my bar's pretty low. I just need a trip wire in good condition. <laughs> that has to. You know, because I I didn't know what I was getting into. So I was like. Even if it's overpriced, because, you know, sometimes you go places and things are overpriced. I should have known it wasn't going to be like that, but still. I was like, that's going to be something that even if they overprice it, it'll still be pretty pretty not ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So it was that. I wanted to do a Steel Brigade. I wanted to do uh, original Swivel Arm Cobra Commander. I wanted to find Dreadnoughts. And I want to find Spirit. So walk me through what you actually bought. So I basically bought half of my list. Okay. So I got a couple dreadnoughts. I got monkey wrench, 
with his with his thing, and I got Thrasher. Like they're both complete, like both in phenomenal shape. Um, I picked those up from. I gotta remember which ones I got where. Those I got those, and I got a custom classified scale quick kick from Destro's Toy Den. Which shout out Todd is awesome. Gave me the hookup, like amazing. Also, Greg, I have a T-shirt for you from Destro's Toy Den. That's uh, I'm excited. I'll wear it to Kentuckyana for sure. Yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, this is great. So I bought one for me, bought one for you. I was like, this is great. Um, I hope I got your size right. I bought a triple X. Should be fine. You bought a triple X? Jesus, <laughs> no. dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I got a medium. Is that don't, the, is, don't, uh, don't blow up my spot here right on the podcast. <laughs> the, the wonder of doing a podcast is nobody knows what my body type is. <laughs> no one will ever know. It will remain a mystery. Um, but no, so I got t-shirts for us from, from Desert. Todd, Todd is amazing. If you need something, like go check him out. He's uh, I can't recommend him enough. The classified... Uh, scale quick kick is awesome i've got him on my display already looks really good um and i looked and i talked around with him for a minute just kind of kind of use that as like a recharge station because it was there was a lot of stuff um so i got that and then i got a uh, cobra commander original mm-hmm. his face plate's all intact it's not all scratched up everything looks really good he works really well joints are tight got him from roma collectibles which is another spot that I'm like, these guys are great. Like they, same thing with Todd. Um, and there's a few others that I'm like, I know I'm getting a good deal. They do this all the time. Like they are on it. They give you good deals. They're not charging outrageous price. And you know, you're buying something that's in good quality. That's, that's the biggest thing for me is I'm not, you know, they're not hiding loose knees or anything like that. They're like, yeah, pick it up, check it out. Like, look at it. It's great. Really cool. So Got that from Roma. Talked to them for a minute. Cool dude. We talked about uh, Kentuckiana. Talked about Winterfest. We were, you know, talked about that for a minute. It was really cool. Um, and then I got a tripwire from the toy department, which that's a that's a really cool booth. Uh, the people are nice, but it, it's a little bit different just because it's a it's a you know it's a company doing it, so it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I went to them last because I was like, well, let's, I'm going to, I'm going to go talk to these guys first. You know, these guys, um, that I've already dealt with before in the past, I want to, you know, buy some stuff from them, but I did end up buying that tripwire from them. Um, and then I bought some random stuff. Like I bought a uh, Valiverse weapons pack cause I wanted to get my hands on those and see how they are, which they're amazing. The weapons work really good. They're scaled really well and they're solid. They're not, you know, flimsy. They're not bending. They're not snapping apart. They look really good. So I've already actually fitted out a couple of my Joes with it. Like Beachhead has weaponry from them. Duke has it. Roadblock has it. Uh, Scarlet actually has a couple weapons from them. Like I basically have just dispersed their weapons to all of my Joes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got a couple guns from Mark II Designs, which this was his first, um, first like con or fest or you know thing like like going out and going and setting up a booth at. So. Uh, really cool. I mean, they do amazing work. Like if you haven't checked it out, go online. They do, they do some really cool stuff. They do jump packs. They do, they have a, a Megatron in one twelfth scale, like his weapon, like the gun, his transformation. They've got original weapons for Cobra commander. My favorite, the one that I bought is they have a light gun from the NES that you would use for like duck hunt and things like that. They have one of those scaled in classifieds. Uh, that's scale. that's that's very cool. 
Yeah, so I got one of him. My Flint has him has that right now. That's his new sidearm. But that's that's really everything I picked up that was Joe related at Joe Fest. I I didn't I didn't have a lot of room, so I didn't want to I you know I almost bought a Sky Striker because there were some really good deals there. Uh, I almost bought a Moray uh, because I was like I've been wanting a Moray for so long, and it was it was real it was really well priced at at the toy department. But I was just like, I don't want to risk it with having to... I, it was nine hours away from where we live. And mm-hmm. I drove it in a minivan with four kids in the minivan. Sure. And it would have never like, made it. <laughs> like, even if I had found a place for it to be safe, a child's hands probably would have got on it. And like, I can't blame them. It's cool. Like They would want to play with it. I wanted to play with it. Um, so it's just like, I don't want to take the risk. And I knew that we had Kentuckiana coming up, which is... 20 minutes away and it'll be <laughs> right. just me and you like yeah. it's gonna be a lot easier to transport then so i'll get more vehicles and stuff at uh kentuckiana okay so do you want to tell the people about your dumb star wars toy that you bought <laughs> <laughs> um yes i do because i love it uh so found a booth that was he he had a lot of like men on car gi joe stuff and um, a lot of, a, just a lot of really cool, like men on card stuff. And it was actually the last, the last thing I bought before I left. It is a Ninnub original <laughs> Kenner on card and it's, it's in great shape. The only problem is the proof of purchase is, is cut off because they did that for, to get other toys. Um, who the hell is Ninnub? He's a, uh, <laughs> He's the Celestin pilot of uh, the Millennium Falcon in Return oh, of the Jedi. I see. He's, a, he's like yeah, or the he's little, little re- weird little face dude. Yeah, one okay. of my favorite <laughs> Star Wars characters. You got to put some respect on his name. He's still he's still going in these new movies, man. <laughs> but yeah, so I got him because uh, I don't have an original figure men on card. I only wanted one. He's a good one. I mean, I would have. The only character I probably would have wanted more is either a Han Solo or a Boba Fett, but those are also both going to be way more expensive than what I paid for that one. Sure. Um, and then the only other thing that I bought that I, I do feel like I, I want to mention is Animal Warriors of the Kingdom. Got a few of their figures from mm-hmm. Spiro Studios. That Those guys are awesome. Yeah, so I got the chance to talk with Jason, who's kind of like the... Uh, one of the create probably the creative guys behind behind it and uh animals of the warriors animal warriors of the kingdom i always say animal animal of the kingdom warriors or something like that i always <laughs> say it wrong but i have it in front of me so i can say it so i picked up a couple of his who did you get so i got uh Belarus, which is like a robotic gorilla i got the bigger figures or the i, got, I didn't get any of the smaller ones but I also, after buying them and playing with them, I've now went and pre-ordered some of the six-inch stuff because that's more my scale anyway. Uh, are you are you in this? Like, are you in? Do you have any of these? I don't, but I have seen these multiple times, and they do look very cool. It is tough to pull me into a line that I didn't grow up with or has some kind of other pre-existing uh stuff but i've seen these multiple times at roma booth specifically and i'm always mm-hmm. like man these look really good but typically speaking if it doesn't fit into my gi joe universe somehow i usually make myself take a pass on it i have uh 
there, it's rare for me to break that trend, for, mm-hmm. mostly for financial reasons. I think this line yeah. looks great, but I just I barely have enough money to buy G.I. Joe stuff. I, I really can't deviate from that. Who was the other one that you got? I, well, I got three. I got Belarus, Grimes, and Laranja. So basically, I got a, a cyborg monkey. I got like a wolf dude is, is what I would guess he is. Mm. Um, the cool thing about all, all of their figures is they, they can be two different creatures. So like Grimes, he's a wolf dude, but he's also got a bison head and hooves. So oh, you can yeah. switch both out. I'm and, looking at it right now. Yeah. So it's really cool because you can switch it however you want. So like Grimes, I have as the wolf dude, whereas with Bellers, I actually switched him to the bison because I thought he looked cool. And then Loranja can be, he can either be like an elk or he can be an orangutan, which he's the one that I've switched the most because I like both versions. You'll have to bring this over and let me see, let me mess around with these in person because they do look real cool. They are really cool. I kind of want to go back and get um, the two main characters, the main bad guy and the main good guy, Mm -hmm. uh, Pale and Kali, I think is his name. Uh, Kali's the bad guy, Pale's the good guy. Um, the the coolest thing about it was getting to talk to him about the story. Yeah. Because um, I was like, you know, like, I don't know anything about it. I was like, who, like, sh- should I buy this guy? Should I buy this guy? And he was like, oh, well, these guys are cool. This is this. You know, I don't have any of these. The main two, because they're the main two, so they sell out really quick. Sure. Um, but he was kind of talking about stuff and getting to hear his passion behind it. And kind of where he got input from, you know, he was he was mentioning like uh, Motu and Star Wars and G.I. Joe and like all these different things that he was like, yeah, we kind of, you know, I, I took this as inspiration and, you know, we did this. And then uh, there's a site where you can download like a like a preview comic for it and it gives you a little bit of the story. That's and cool. so you can go on to, I think it's on SpiroToys.com and download that. Looking at this first wave set, they have a, he has like a character called Toxious and it looks just like Stinkor from Masters of the Universe like he's got the orange armor with the black and white kind of like skunk vibe I like that figure is uh, caught my eye right away yeah these are these look great I mean honestly they're, it's tremendous work through and through mm-hmm. I would definitely play with these a lot if I had them yeah they're, they're really cool I can't wait to kind of get out and take some pictures of them okay cool so that covers <laughs> your recent acquisitions basically mm-hmm. um did you meet any celebrities while you were there so i first thing i did actually walking in is i kind of bumped into ron rudat which was really cool and it was like oh i'm sorry and then he kind of like walked past and i was like holy cow that was ron rudat like <laughs> <laughs> um so then later i got the chance to talk with him and uh it's spoiler alert if you take a cute baby too well, cute in my opinion because he's my son. If you take a cute baby to something like this, people are more willing to talk to you. <laughs> that's, that's my my uh, my opinion because there was a lot of really nice people that I got to talk to. Um, got to talk to Mr. Rudat and his wife uh, for a decent amount of time. Uh, they're really cool. I didn't get to meet Sergeant Slaughter because it seemed like every time I would walk by, he would be like about to go to lunch or you know something like that. Yeah, um, I saw him a few times. Saw him put some people in the in the you know the chokehold, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it was cool seeing him. Uh, there were a lot of guests there that I imagine if I had grown up with GI Joe, I've been even more psyched about. Um, yeah, or grown up 
maybe in that time frame, like there was a guy from uh, Friday the 13th there. There, There's a lot of really cool guests. It was just the only person that I'm bummed I didn't take the time to meet other than Sergeant Slaughter was the voice actor for the Gremlins and Salacious Crumb. That's the (laughs) one that I was like, I should have got his autograph. (laughs) Yeah, he he kept doing (laughs) stuff like that, or he'd he'd do the Gremlins voice as people were walking by. Because, you know, it, it it was really cool. So, did you get Ron Reed's signature? I did. I got it on a uh, piece of, it's just a white paper with a red Cobra logo. Because I was going to do a character, but I was like, I kind of want it on just the the Cobra. Yeah. Is that something that he had with him? Yeah. That's yeah, cool. He had a lot of prints and stuff, too, which I'd, I probably should have done one of both, one of each. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up just going with that, and I'm going to get it framed and hang it up behind me on my display because it, it you know it's uh two jaren all hell cobra ron rudat <laughs> that's awesome and and i'm like it's it's cool to have and they were so nice like they were just some of the most polite people it, it, and honestly if i didn't have my son i probably would have tried to get like a picture and stuff with him but it was just hard because my son is like a little magnet for grabbing anything so i can't get him close to anything which then led me to leave him out in the middle of the aisle <laughs> when i was stopped so it, it was definitely difficult. It did not make it easy, but it was a blast, and I can't wait to go back. Yeah, I would love to meet Ron someday. Hopefully, uh, I'll get the opportunity. I'd like to get a piece of original art from him, as he is somebody that I don't have anything in my collection by. Mark, oh, Penny- really? Mark Pennington was there also, who did a lot of designs. Uh, and I do have, a, I've never met him in person, but I do have a sketch uh, commission from him a long time ago. So I'd like to meet, and, and then of course uh, Robert Atkins was there, who's one of the more uh, enjoyable GI Joe artists of the modern era. Pretty much, I think most people will point towards him as their all-time favorite modern artist on the GI Joe book, and rightfully so. He is a wonderful guy, and I, he really defined a lot of the newer characters. Um. And I don't have anything. I do have something. Actually, I bought some prints of his that were signed, but I don't have any of his original art. I'd like to get that put on my list someday. Uh, all right. Anybody else while you're there? There's a lot of really cool people in costume, I will say. There's a, there is a uh, Crimson Guard. There's a Destro running around. The The Crimson Guard guy had, like, a microphone into his helmet. And it's like you could hear him talk, and he would just, like, say, like, funny things. Um <laughs> There was a Scarlet running around. There were a few people that were not G.I. Joe, but they were in costume. I don't know that. Like, one of them looked like they were dressed from, uh, the, or two of them, they looked like they were dressed from The, the Boys. The, oh, cool. The show on Amazon. Yeah. Um, so there was a few people in costume. Um, and then The Finest was there, which those guys are really nice, and they're pretty cool. Yeah, The Finest is awesome. Good good causes. They support a lot of good charities. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anything that I am forgetting to bring up? Any closing thoughts on Joe Fest as a whole? Uh, it seems to be a success. I've seen a lot of I've seen some posts about like the attendance and stuff. Over five thousand people were there, I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was it was it was really cool. Uh, I. I also, oh, I almost forgot. Oh, my gosh, I would have felt terrible. I got to meet up with uh, some of the guys from Podcast from the Pit. They do another G.I. Joe show, and they're from Indiana. So it was really cool getting to meet a few people from Indiana 
in Georgia, like fellow people from Indiana in Georgia. That's uh, awesome. So, so they were actually the last people I talked to. Um, we kind of, I saw their shirts. They were wearing their podcast from the pit shirts. I was like, Hey guys, how's it going? And then I was like, Oh wait, I should probably introduce myself. I'm Jared. I don't say anything Joe's. You know, that was my problem was that like, I didn't want to feel like I was walking around being like, I'm from anything Joe's. Cause I'm like, we're a small podcast. Like, yeah. you know, but I'm also like, but like for people like that, like, uh, from J for Jason and for like the guys from Pop and Cap from the pit, I've talked to as Jaron from anything Joe's. Right. So, you know, they mostly see it as anything Joe's. And then sometimes I'll sign like my name to it. So they know they're talking to me. Or, or, you know, that way they're, n- they're not talking to Greg. So when I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about, they're not like, man, this guy's a noob. Like, what is, <laughs> who is this Greg guy? I thought he was a fan. I'm like, you know, no, it's Jaron. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. So please correct me if I'm saying things wrong. But they were, they were really nice. Uh, Jason and Joel from, from Order of Battle, they were really nice. Um, it's really cool seeing other people that kind of do the same thing we do because we do this as a, you know, we, we like GI Joe. We want to talk about it and we want to get it out there. So, yeah, I, I love both of those shows tremendously. I think we've shouted it out plenty of times. If you haven't listened to order of battle, if you're not listening to podcasts from the pit, those are both great guys and are, you know, probably better at it than we are even, but don't stop listening to us just because they're better at what they do. <laughs> what don't leave do. us, please. Don't, don't leave us for them. Just listen to them also, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, great. Well, it sounds like you had a really good time. I'm totally not jealous that I didn't get to go. I just stayed <laughs> home and worked all weekend. No big deal, whatever. Um, they did announce that next year's dates are June 24th to 24th to <laughs> June 24th through 26th, 2022. Still in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, and if there's, if I have any control over it at all, I will be there next year. I really wanted to go this year, but it's just requires a lot of advanced planning on my part because there's no way my family is going to go without me. So we'll, we'll see if we can go next year. I would love to not necessarily set up at a table, but I would like to talk to some people there and record some stuff there. And maybe, I don't know, maybe this time next year, we'll have some t-shirts that we can distribute they had some cool t-shirts and the guy that did their art was there with them. I forgot his name. Got to talk to him for a minute. He was really cool. Oh, he does awesome. great work. He does great work. I've seen their, I mean, they have tons of promotional stuff. He's extremely talented. Uh, I'm jealous that they have that to, to tap for when they need new art and their music guy is great. Also, anyway, that's a great podcast that and I do all the music myself over here. So whatever, <laughs> um, Okay, so I think that does it. I am. I'm just gonna say that we're just gonna. We pretty much covered everything from recent acquisitions. The only other difference is that I did pick up. I had Jaron pick up some stuff from Marauders Task Force. Yep. I don't. Ha- I don't have it in hand yet. But if you're into Marauders Task Force stuff at all, I have spoken at great length about how much I enjoy their geared up figures, which are. I'm not gonna put too fine a point on it, but they basically make GI Joes with their figures and call them something else. Mm-hmm. And and I have been collecting them pretty aggressively since it started. And Jaron was kind enough to get not only the show exclusives, which was like they make they made a, a Viper, they made a bat, they made I don't know what that third guy's supposed to be, but he has a really cool like retractable shield. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted that. But they also had some geared up. They had a Crazy Legs I had never seen before. There was a Rakondo that I had missed that he was able to get, which is a huge win. And then they had a Glinda. Glinda is like a, I think it's Argentina. 
I'm excited to see what they bring to Joe to Kentucky Anna because he mentioned maybe having some new stuff. I'm assuming that uh, Winterfest was a hit for them, and if that's the case, then they'll probably blow the doors off at the regular event, and that's awesome because I want them to come set up in my backyard as much <laughs> as possible. Yeah. Um, they also had a cool little. I saw they had a cool little weapon set, or it's like melee weapons. It was like a crowbar and an axe and a golf club for like ten bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think I want to get one of those when they have them. They have a lot of stuff. MTF has a lot of stuff coming out in the near future that they sometimes will preview at shows, specifically Joe Fest. But they have a lot of new female head molds that I'm really into. They showed a lot of stuff at their panel that some dude was not supposed to post online but did. Um, and since I didn't do it, I guess I can talk about it a little bit. <laughs> um they showed a. Uh, they have space stuff coming. They have underwater stuff coming. They have cybernetic stuff coming. So, like that Cobra Bat figure that they released later on, you can get actual like robotic, like cyber, like kind of like Major Blood style robo arms. And mm. um, that they were like, you can kit out a full astronaut basically, and you can have a cool full underwater gear. And I'm guessing that stuff is still pretty far down the line. They have been teasing a kickstarter for vietnam era stuff for quite a while now and i'm i'm interested in seeing that also but mirage task force is only going to get bigger and better because they really have a clear handle on what they're doing and they do a great job at it and like i said it's hard for me to get suckered into another line but this stuff is so good they they make those geared up figures uh, oftentimes look better than any other regular version of that figure that exists they made a Mm -hmm. shipwreck for example that is just i mean he's a dead ringer for what i envision shipwreck looks like he looks better than any other shipwreck figure that's ever been made and the more of them i buy the more of them i kind of am like yes this is what i want him to look like and certainly when you get a handful of them together and you have you're building a kind of a weird alternate universe gi joe line you start to really get into it also not to like take away from it but essentially when you buy a geared up figure it has so many small parts it's like it's so fine all of the detail that it's basically like you're building a model because Mm -hmm. you have to attach every little accessory and pouch and build it just a certain way um and you have sometimes i glue some of that stuff on because you don't want any of it to pop off so there's a certain zen-like quality to putting together one of those figures and completing it and I, I, I get a lot of pleasure out of that. So uh, I'm looking forward to assembling those. And I can't wait till I actually have all those out on display because I think they're pretty spectacular overall. Yeah. And another cool thing about them is like the Viper version that they have. They have alternate heads that come with it. So um, I, I picked up a couple for you and you can build them differently. So it, it kind of makes it cool. They're crushing it. I mean, I speak positively of them all the time, and there's a reason why. I can't tell you how many figures I've made on my own just going on their website and being like, I want this, 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 and this, and I think it'll look like so-and-so. And And it is. It comes out looking better than any kit bash I could do with existing G.I. Joe parts. I've Mm -hmm. I've made G.I. Joe figures that don't have figures using MTF parts and uh, uh, and they're basically playable also there's no paint required on a lot of them and so I love that I always look forward to what they have come out next I look forward to shopping with them in Kentucky Anna um, so yeah great great stuff I, the panels in general I feel like were probably pretty exceptional 
And that's something I probably, like if it had just been me and you, I probably would have set in on that. Mm -hmm. But I am grateful for the dude that kind of uh, illegally videotaped that so I could get the scoop on what I missed out on. Yeah, way to break the rules, man. I hate you for it, but also thank you so much. Yeah, you're you're a bad man, but I I got to see it before (laughs) before it got taken down. So, Uh, and we're passing it along to you. So maybe we're just as bad as they are, but it's all secondhand information, so I can't get in any trouble. Uh, All right, so I guess that's going to do it for us today. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Uh, You know, this is uh, we don't get to go to a lot of conventions, and there aren't a lot of GI Joe exclusive conventions out there so i'm glad that we had a man in the field to cover it and you know with kentucky and only a mere 30 days away we'll be out in full force for that as well because i'll actually be there and i'll be shopping to make up for all the stuff i didn't get to buy joe fest yeah we're gonna go crazy on kentucky anna because it's it's so easy with us being i mean we're literally 15 20 minutes from greg's house yeah, we are blessed to have a convention of any size that's G.I. Joe-focused that's this close, and I will support it as much as possible to keep it around. And, of course, I look forward to seeing you know all the friends that we've made along the way at that show also. We're hoping to have a little bit more free time so we can kind of goof off and just have a good time. You can reach out to us directly at on our email at anythingjoespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at anythingjoespod. You can find our YouTube channel at Anything Joe's. And we have a Facebook group also at Anything Joe's Pod. And we would love for you to join us in this conversation as we discuss the wide world of G.I. Joe, our collecting habits, its history, the things we like, the things we dislike, and everything else. Um, two short weeks, we'll be back with G.I. Joe number eight, the first G.I. Joe issue that's not written by Larry Hama. And we're going to try to tackle it in the most positive way possible. I'm encouraging everybody to come in with an open mind and try to not pick apart the stuff that Larry didn't do because that's a really popular trope is if Larry didn't write it, we don't like it. And I don't want to look at it like that. I want to look at what other people's takes on it were and we'll try to find the stuff that is good about it. And I mean, it is written by Herb Trimpey, who's obviously a figurehead of the series art wise. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to exploring it. It's an issue I haven't read in an extremely long time. So I look forward to kind of picking it apart. Thanks to everybody that left us feedback on the last episode as well. Uh, I think that that was a pretty big hit and I really enjoyed working with those guys that did the voice for the October guard. And that's going to do it for us today. Thanks so much for listening. And we look forward to talking to you in just two short weeks. Or anything's available for discussion here on Anything Joe's.